This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance, or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hi, so I am so excited today to speak to Lauren Hampshire. So Lauren is the founder of the Milky Tea Company and she sells trendy and unique breastfeeding tops of hidden zips. Lauren is a mum of two who struggled to find practical comfortable and stylish clothes to breastfeeding and so she decided to decide sign her own. Lauren has won the PayPal International Award, she's had lunch with Richard Branson and today she's going to talk to us about how she got started but also how what you see on the outside isn't necessarily always the reality. If you want to find out more about Lauren you can go to milkyteacompany.com and I will link to her website and all of her social media in the show notes. Um, also, just to say, we are both recording this in our own homes at the moment, and we do have children here, so there may be a bit of background noise, um, so please bear with us. So, um, over to you, Lauren. I'd love it if you could just tell us um, a little bit about yourself. Oh, um, hi there, and Vicky, thanks for letting me be involved in the show. Um, yeah, so I'm a mum of two, and um, I'm originally from Northern Ireland, as you can probably hear from my accent, and I now live in Kent. I used to work as a broadcast journalist, but um, after having my second daughter, it was just going to be too difficult with childcare and things like that to be traveling in and out of London. And um, I also one day was kind of at home trying to order breastfeeding clothing and really struggled to find anything that kind of looked like normal clothes and didn't have an obvious flap or where I didn't have to wear lots of layers and I also find some of the styles not not very trendy or a bit more kind of, I guess, old fashioned and not the sort of thing I would normally wear. So I, I looked and, you know, thought, why has nobody just put like zips in a t-shirt? And uh, when I couldn't find one, I decided um, to design my own. Um, so when my daughter was two weeks old, I ordered a t-shirt pattern online and um, I'm very lucky that my mum-in-law is a midwife and also a seamstress, um, an amateur seamstress, but she's really good. So with her help, um, we basically um, came up with a design. We tried it in lots of different ways, tried the zip in lots of different ways, and then eventually came up with a, a design that was originally just for me to use. Um, and we bought some material and some zips and I just created a t-shirt with some zips basically. And as I said, yeah, originally it was just for me to use for breastfeeding um, because my daughter was uh, exclusively breastfed and was a complete boob monster. So she just constantly was on my boob. <laughs> and um, yeah, so then I thought, well, if this would work for me, it would work for lots of other mums. And that's kind of where the idea came from. 
So before you um, made your t-shirts, did you have any experience working with textiles or fashion or anything before? Because you said you said really casually you bought a t-shirt pattern and then made it up. Is that something you've done before or? No, I mean, I've always I've always loved art and creativity, but um, I'm not particularly great with um, with like textiles I've learned a lot in the last couple of years but um in the past actually I had I, I did use doing a sewing machine and um I did uh, when I was 23 I had a business um actually doing hair extensions that was my first ever business when I was 23 and I used to have to sew all the hair um so I did do little bits of sewing that way so um I'd had a little bit of experience of it but in terms of the expertise, it was actually my, my mom-in-law who really helped with the expertise side of it, of, of really putting the t-shirt pattern together. But also nowadays, I, um, there's so much you can learn by watching things online. And I love kind of learning and watching videos. So I've, I have learned a lot over the last couple of years and taught myself a lot more about textiles and sewing and, and different things like that. I just love the fact that you had a problem and then you just thought, I'm going to fix this. And you just went out and, you know, and found a solution. That's fantastic. And especially now that, you know, you've identified that other people might benefit from that. Um, And then obviously you started selling your t-shirts. You mentioned on your website that it took a few years to go from having an idea to actually launching your website. Um, Can you talk us through that process a bit, please? Yes, so it took two years, almost two years exactly, uh, really from me first ordering that t-shirt pattern to then actually launching the website. Uh, So for a while, I kind of thought, is this actually ever going to happen? But at the same time, I'm glad I took that time. I mean, I obviously had a baby at the time. Uh, She was two weeks old when I first started, had the idea. So I I was sleep deprived mum, I was exhausted, so I couldn't really give it my all. But also things take time. So over those two years, I spent time getting the registered design right. So I protected the design, which you have to do before you even sort of put the product out there in any way, because if you publicize the product and you haven't protected it, then you can no longer sort of patent it and or get a design right. So that would be one of my tips I would have would be to <clears throat> sorry would be to make sure that you have uh, to get the protection on your design uh, before you make it public in any way. So I, I went to a solicitor. Um, I got some advice. I set up as a limited company. I um, found an accountant. I found sort of everything that I needed. I tried lots of sampling. I tried lots of different places, lots of manufacturers. Uh, so that all took a while um, to get everything right, really. Um, so yeah, it took, it took two years really from idea stage to following through all those other things. But I was glad I did that all uh, before actually launching. And obviously then things like uh, getting a website as well. So um, finally in February 2018, I finally had it all ready and, and then I was able to launch. Fantastic. And do, do you just sell on your website at the moment or are you selling anywhere else? Um, mainly on our website I also do do baby shows um, so I sometimes sell obviously directly to people at baby shows but the I have looked into retail there, there are pros and cons I think of retail in that obviously they take a huge percentage um, and so you have to make sure that there is enough profit and I at the moment because I like my my um, quality I spend a lot of money on our products because I want the quality to be good so we don't really have enough unfortunately to have a big enough margin to go into retail unless we were selling thousands and hundreds of thousands of them so at the moment for me it works best just to sell them online and then directly to customers at baby shows 
that that definitely makes sense and I also think it makes sense what you said about how you know it took you a while to get there but it's worth going through that process um I agree I mean it's over those two years it sounds like you you know you did a lot of work and you made tremendous progress <coughs> and if that's how long it takes then that's how long it takes and I think that's a good message for people that you don't have to go from idea to launching something in weeks I mean you can but you know if it takes a long time so you know so so yeah I think we have too many things telling us now. It's kind of like be a millionaire in 10 days. And, you know, if we've got this idea that everything needs to be a rush, we've got this idea that we need to do everything right now and that everybody else did it overnight and everybody is turning over millions in, you know, the space of a week. And from my experience and from people that I know and from people in business that I've spoken to, the reality is very different and it does take time. And I think you're better to take your time to make sure you do things right than to rush and get things wrong. Absolutely. And actually, you've kind of led me on to something else I wanted to talk to you about, which is I mentioned in your introduction that you've, you know, you've had some good success. You've won awards. You've met Richard Branson, um, which, you know, sounds very, uh, which is really impressive. Um, but when we sort of had a quick chat before this interview, you mentioned that actually what you see on social media may not always be that's sort of the reality of someone's business. So I wonder if you could talk about that a little bit more, please. Yes. Um, yeah, I've been really lucky to, to have won awards, but I think sometimes that does make people have a view on things that you're suddenly a millionaire and you're making loads of money and that everything's so glamorous and that I spend my life going to these fabulous um, um, awards dues when really that's maybe one or two days out of a year and the other 363, 364 days of the year, um, it's filled with a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. Um, financially, business is very tough. There are lots of things to pay out for. When I won the PayPal International Award, um, the prize was that you got, uh, you didn't have to pay your PayPal fees up to the value of £100,000. Um, but that didn't mean I got handed £100,000. That was basically the PayPal fees were paid up to that um, amount if I managed to make that number of sales which was very unlikely. Um, so, but when the press got hold of it, all the headlines were, mum wins a hundred thousand pound prize. So I think everybody suddenly thought I was rolling in it and I'd suddenly just been handed a hundred grand. Um, and I was like, no, I really wish that had happened, but that's not quite how it works. So sometimes the headlines aren't quite uh, what the reality is. And uh, just because you win awards, as much as it is lovely, I do think that people need to realize that you know that's one as I said one evening and it's very nice and it's very glamorous but there's a lot of hard work that goes on and even sometimes when I won those awards I was then coming home and would, would sometimes like sort of feel a bit rubbish about myself because I was like oh I'm winning these awards but actually financially I'm not making as much as I think people think I'm making and I'm still feeling overwhelmed and sometimes I felt a little bit like a bit of a fraud because I was like everyone thinks that you know I'm I'm a millionaire and I'm not and there's this pressure of this idea that yeah that I'm making loads and that everything is easy and that suddenly it all happens so easily for me and everything's going great and that's not the reality and I do think it's important for people to not get blinded um, by the things they see on Instagram or the fancy awards that they see people winning because that can really make people feel that they themselves are failing and that their business isn't making as much money as everyone else's when actually the reality is nearly every business I know at the moment is finding it 
fairly tough. It's quite a tough time, obviously, at the moment with coronavirus. It's extremely tough. But even before that, we've had Brexit and we've had lots of different things over the last couple of years that have made you know, business a bit, a bit tougher. Um, there are lots of great things about it. And I, I'm still loving the fact that I started the business and we're selling well and, and um, you know, our turnover is good. But I just don't want people to think that, you know, you'll be a millionaire really easily and that everybody else is because I think it's important that we don't all have these unrealistic expectations and put a huge pressure on ourselves. I think you're right. That's really important. And I mean, part of my goal for this podcast was to have guests on that were relatable because they're not, you know, running multi-million pound companies and things like that. And I guess, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you about your rewards, because as you say, it may from the outside seem really glamorous, but the reality often yeah, isn't as it appears. Um, and actually, I haven't actually prepared you for this question, Lauren, but I think since <laughs> on the subject, I'd love to know, so how was it having lunch with Richard Branson? <laughs> complete aside. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was brilliant. He basically what happened was, um, so I entered a thing called the Voom Awards, which are the Virgin, um, awards. And, uh, I don't think they ran them last year, but the last time they ran them was in 2018. And, um, I didn't think I had any hope of winning at all and, um, found out I was a finalist, went along to the finals on my own because I was so sure I wouldn't have won. So I was like, I'll not bring anyone with me. I'll just go out for a nice little day and, um, ended up winning, which was a huge shock and um had no one to hug <laughs> i was like okay oh, i've won i don't know what to do uh, but afterwards the winners then got invited down to a sort of special lunch that was put on and um there was richard branson and so he was so lovely he came over and spoke to all of us and we all had little bits of food it was a very casual um buffet it wasn't it wasn't like a sit-down lunch um but yeah i chatted to him he carries around a little notebook so he took down notes about my business and actually then mentioned it in one of his blogs uh, a couple of weeks later I also met his lovely daughter Holly Branson who then um had a baby a few months later um although she she was pregnant at the time I met her but it hadn't been publicized yet so she was like when I met you I was pregnant but I, I couldn't say anything because it was early days so she has had a couple of our t-shirts and she's worn our t-shirts which has been great so yeah um both Holly and Richard were, were really lovely, very, very supportive. Um, yeah, as I said, he mentioned me in his, his blog and then that was picked up by Forbes magazine, which was amazing. So yeah, it's been nice to, to have someone like Richard Branson see my product, believe in it and think it was a good idea. That is fantastic. And yeah, what a great endorsement. Um, yeah. I'd love to just um, switch gears a little bit and talk to you about expansion because when we had our sort of pre-interview chat, um, you shared with me your views on expanding your business and and you know and what speed at which to expand and perhaps why it might be wise not to try and do that too quickly so if you're happy it'd be great if you could just share your own experience with that yeah well I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to try and expand very quickly after winning the international the PayPal international award because actually when I won that award I'd only been uh trading for two and a half three months so so it was very very new um, and because I won the international award I then was like right well I really need to become this huge global brand and I put a huge amount of pressure on myself to suddenly yeah hit America um, now America is huge and it takes a long time to do that I was still running the business from my kitchen table on my own while also looking after two children so I think I just really put far too much pressure on myself and this is kind of going back to what I said earlier about how you see people winning awards and you see the glamorous side of it but that's not the whole picture because 
actually, you know, behind the scenes, it was me trying to take on everything, trying to do everything and, and really feeling quite overwhelmed. Um, so this was back in sort of 2018, early 2019. I was really pushing a lot into, right, okay, I need to hit America. And the great thing is there is lots of support for people that do want to expand internationally. So I have been working with the Department of International Trade um, and they are great and they do offer lots of support. So if anybody is wanting to expand, I would recommend that. Um, I also then have now got the trademarks, the US trademarks. I've applied for the uh, Australian trademark. So I've been doing all the those things and getting those things in place. But what I would say is if you do want to expand First of all, yes, get the support there. Um, but yeah, make sure maybe you're, you're not just totally doing it on your own. Um, I'm now trying to expand my team and trying to focus on making things here in the UK, getting a, a bigger team and getting things totally perfect here before really then expanding out because I think it's much better to maybe do it in your own domestic market before then trying to branch out. And in many ways, I'm glad that I've taken a little bit of a... a step back from pushing so much into the US because I'm wanting to create a lot more products and there's a lot more that I want to do um, and there's a few changes that I want to make. Um, I'm in the process of moving everything to organic cotton. We're 100% cotton at the moment, but I'm moving to organic cotton. And actually, I think it's better to get everything totally perfect, maybe test the waters here with a few new products and then really focus on America maybe in the next year or two. That definitely makes sense. And you touched on building the team. So what I'd like to know is, so when you started out, you mentioned it was you and your mother-in-law. And I know that you were sort of creating all the products yourself. You were shipping them out from your kitchen table. So what's changed in the past? Am I right? It's two years, two years you've been going? Yeah. So what's changed well, in those two years? What's it look like now? So um, I no longer, I don't make them with my, my mum-in-law. Now they are manufactured um, abroad. So we have a wonderful manufacturer um, and they are, we, we manufacture them in, in Turkey. We have a, a great relationship with our manufacturer there, make sure that everything's ethical and things like that. Um, our sweatshirts are then made in Portugal. So we work with them. Um, all companies that are under uh, what's called the EEN network, which is the Enterprise Europe network, um, which the, the Turkish ones are in as well. Um, so, yes, yeah, so we do that um, for the manufacturing side of things because we just couldn't get the numbers that we needed. We sell thousands and we produce thousands. So you need to find a manufacturer that can help with you creating that number. Um, and uh, I did look within the UK, but we just couldn't find manufacturers that could, could do the volumes that we needed. So then, so that was one side of it. Um, I now also have a fulfillment center. So rather than me packaging everything from my kitchen table, um, we have a fulfillment center. So they do the packaging and the posting. Um, I actually do um, run the fulfillment center with my husband. So that is actually our own fulfillment center. So we do that at the moment. And then we also, now I work with the wonderful production manager who has a background in textiles and studied um, fashion um, design and, and production. So um, she works with me so on a freelance basis. And I also work with a digital marketing agency. So yeah, I'm sort of working with other people and I also have a wonderful girl, Holly, who helps out with uh, social media and she's also kind of the face of our brand. So she does our modeling and things like that. So yeah, there's now a, a bigger team of us, which is great. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Um, and just, just a few final questions before we wrap up, Lauren. So can you tell us what you love about serving products? There, one of the great things is, well, um, 
because it was something I def I needed and it came out of a genuine need to be able to create something that has helped other people and that people email me about and message me and say that it's helped them. I mean, that is just uh, like amazing. It just means so much to me when I get such lovely messages and when people send us photos of them using them or that they say that it's really helped them to feed when they were in public is really lovely. Um, because I know that that's something that I struggled a little bit with. So anything that I feel can help mums to feel better about breastfeeding and also to feel better in themselves because I wanted them to look like normal clothes so they can be worn even after you finish breastfeeding, but um, that you can also still feel like you're wearing a trendy slogan t-shirt with jeans, you know, so you don't have to change your style just because you've become a mum. So yeah, that that's um, really means a lot and I'm so glad that I did it for that reason and the other great thing about it is that I I do get to see my children a lot I get to go to sports days when I need to I get to go to their nativities when I need to you know my four-year-old hasn't started school yet so she's still with me she does go to a childminder a few days a week but then the other day she's with me and so I still get a lot of time with my children and to, to be able to run a business uh, so to make some money and also still be able to be with my children a lot is is such a blessing and I know I'm really lucky to be able to do that and it's also nice when you go on holiday and you can still make some money so you can kind of be sitting on your sun lounger and you're looking at your PayPal account and you're like oh that's pretty nice I've still made some money even though I'm lying on a sun lounger so um yeah that's definitely a plus of running a product business thank you I you know I relate to all of those I did a episode a few weeks back about reasons I love selling products and yeah you've hit quite a few of mine it's just so nice to have that flexibility and not have to work all of the time yeah and you save a lot of money on commuting <laughs> I'm saving yeah. a lot of money in train fares <laughs> <laughs> that's also true um okay so one final question for you Lauren before we finish which is so what would be your number one piece of advice that you would give to someone else who was looking to start their own products business? Okay, my number one piece of advice, I think we've, we've kind of covered it a little bit, is that to not rush and to make sure that you have everything in place, that the product is perfect, make sure you've done your sampling, make sure you've got all the legal things in place and protected your design if it is unique and um, make sure that you've got your patent in place before you make it public because you don't want to launch uh, without protecting it and then you lose that right to be able to protect it and also you don't want to launch a product that there's a problem with and then you end up having to recall them all. So make sure that your product is right, make sure that it's protected um, and don't rush and yeah then launch once everything is in place that's brilliant thank you and I think that everyone will find that really useful so thank you so much Lauren no I problem. will put links to everywhere people can find you in the show notes and I hope people will go and take a look at your t-shirts um I think they look fantastic I'm you know I'm past the breastfeeding days but had I you know had your product been around back when I you know back when I still had little babies I definitely would have brought them because they look fantastic so thank you oh, so thank much you. for all of your time thank you for having me no problem well thank you so much thanks then bye-bye take care bye. so I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lauren if you would like to be interviewed for an upcoming episode I would love to hear from you so please just send me an email vicky at tinychipmonk.com don't forget all the links we mentioned today will be in the show notes take care see you soon
If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.